Well, I guess we're live. We're uh, live. Well, hello, everybody. This is the Clarity Podcast, the Clarity Show Podcast. What what title have we settled on? The Clarity Show. The Clarity Show. Yep. The Clarity Show. This is the Clarity Show episode one, technically, although we did a little test. Or I didn't, but uh, the other boys did a little test episode last time. But basically, uh, yeah, this is a little show where we we go through we go through a news story. Uh, in each episode, or rather, a story that has been covered by various media outlets, and we just kind of rate them very casually. Go through what we think, uh, how well we think each source did in terms of reporting the story accurately, just because of um, our sort of shared view that there is a lack of accurate reporting going on in the world right now, or at least online. And I guess through this process, we will find out whether that hypothesis is even true or not. Um, but without further ado, maybe uh, we should go into a little bit who is who it is that you are listening to. So uh, we're just going to go by first, uh, first letter basis for the time being. So I will be D for this show. Uh, I'm joined by K. Say hello, Kay. Hey, guys. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> I, I go by Kay then, here. Yeah, and then we've got Jay. Hey, what's up? So we got DJ K in the room, in the, in the, in in the, the forum. Uh, the three of us went to an international school together uh, in our sort of pre-teens and early teens, I guess. Early teens. Uh, oh, maybe into the late teens as well. Basically, international high school. We studied together, and now we're all based in different locations. Uh, so I live in London. Uh, I work in the film and music industries, uh, mostly freelance. Uh, and I guess I will let the other boys tell us a tiny little bit about themselves and where they're based. Uh, why don't we start with UK? Uh, yeah. Hey guys. So I go by K for this show. I currently am based in New York City. I a little bit about my background. I work in advertising slash tech for one of the tech companies. So my main experience will come from the kind of working in the corporate America advertising and like just living in the US and how I see things as a, a foreigner. I am not from uh, the U.S. I'm actually from Europe, and uh, yeah, just really excited to share my outlook on things for you guys. And next, you have Jay. Yeah. yeah so my name is Jay, and uh, I am Korean, uh, South Korean, of course. And uh, currently, <laughs> I live in Seoul. And my background is I studied business and finance, and I have a very short um, work experience in the financial sector in korea yeah. cool. so I guess. that sounds like we've got a pretty uh a fairly uh diverse uh sort of lineup of professions and experiences and uh different countries of course um so that's a that's a decent start but um i guess we are today we're starting uh and I guess we will mainly be focusing on American stories, American politics, American, you know, uh, news coverage, at least for the time being. Um, 
today's story for us to just uh, jump into it, I guess, is uh, the infamous St. Louis uh, gun couple story, which has been making headlines for the past, I guess, week or so, maybe two weeks. I'm not sure when this came out the first time. Uh, it's weird to keep track of time in lockdown. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just uh, it just seemed like a good story to illustrate uh, the differences in coverage uh, depending on the media outlet and their political leanings. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think we're basically, we're using a little bit of a, um, we've got a rough outline um, of media outlets. So we look at Huffington Post, CNN, uh, Reuter, Router. Is that what you, is that what you call it? Router, I guess. Reuter, Reuter. 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 Yeah. So we got Huffington Post on uh, more of the far left side, uh, CNN on the center left, uh, Reuters is our center, and we got Fox News on center right and Breitbart on far right. Uh, so those are sort of jumping off. Uh, our, this is our sort of starting point for the media outlets we use. We also look at other articles, but these are the ones we rate. We rate them from uh, on a scale from 1 to 10. Now, we might not stick to this rating system too religiously over the course of the podcast, but it's just kind of a rough guideline for us to start the conversation. Um, each of us can kind of, we're, we're going to talk about a little bit why we thought a particular story was accurate or inaccurate or badly written, poorly reported. Um, so yeah, I guess without further ado, we could um, start sharing our thoughts on this particular story. Um, anybody has any opening thoughts on any one particular media outlet or the story overall? Well, um, so I was in charge of kind of looking up um, Breitbart stories, you know, articles from Breitbart, but the funny thing is like um on breitbart actually a lot of their their articles are just copies of other medias like ap or like upi okay so, so are those yeah. also sort of on the same uh no, are they like no, politically so. in, the, in the same sort of camp not at all like ap is, is considered to be like more neutral like reuter okay and i think upi i don't know much about upi but i think they are also like um, like AP or Reuters, like the companies that just publishes, like make news for the other news medias to use. Um, so it, it was just interesting because from the other news sources, I mean, we could really like look it up, their coverage, right? Like their, we could uh, hear their voices in their articles. For, but for Breitbart, like it, it took, us, took us quite some time to actually go through a lot of articles and find the ones that is written by the uh, the actual editor, like the senior editor at okay. large at Breitbart. So I think for me that was interesting because you know, and Breitbart for me it's like I, I just have this vague idea that you know Breitbart is like this far right media, you know, like the, yeah, like and some people associated with like Nazis and you know, white supremacists. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I remember when I first heard about Breitbart. Um, it was kind of sold as like the Huffington Post for the right. Mm. Uh, or like that's what I know that that's what the founder aimed to achieve with it. Now, whether whether it actually goes further to the right than Huffington Post goes to the left, I am not sure. But I guess we'll find out over the course of these podcasts. 
Um, but I mean, since you started with Breitbart, let's take a look at their headline and maybe through that headline kind of uh, go over what the general points of the story that um, are, yeah. that the public is aware of. So um, one thing actually I'd like to add to like Jay's point is that while looking at all the articles and like Breitbart, like I think two of them were like a copy from like other sources and that the okay. articles that actually were written by like editors at Breitbart, they were mainly very short. They were right. more like uh, just like kind of uh, having like a like a Twitter video and then just writing like a couple of sentences on it. It doesn't seem like they want to kind of force their opinion or anything, which right. is like not what I've been hearing about Breitbart, which is really interesting to me because like the article yeah. itself is more of like a post that you see on social media yeah, rather than a, like a journalistic like kind of article. So like, yeah, I mean... It almost seems that um, from what I can see from this article and what I've read previously in Breitbart is they don't really post like the full story. Like Breitbart is almost, it seems like their goal is to uh, share some sort of like bit of the story that they felt hasn't uh, been mentioned or like portrayed enough in the other story. Like that's what it feels like because the, the take that the Breitbart uh, article sort of presents is a lot more specific than all the other articles we saw. Like all the other articles kind of like to various degrees of success, try to cover the story kind of overall. Whereas Breitbart uh, like zone, like zooms in on something a bit more uh, yeah, the uh, way, singular. Yeah. The way I see about it is Breitbart's strategy is more of an aggregator as in like right. they, as the story like develops, like they say, okay, New York Post, New York Post said this thing. Let's throw like a quick article out there, like saying what New York Post is saying, or like, oh, okay. or like a statement from the couple themselves. Like they actually like do another article off or like quoting the couple uh, as well. I feel right. like it's almost like it almost as like uh, someone is using social media and just like retu uh, retweeting of the same yeah, story yeah, and yeah. how it develops. That's how I see it for this particular story. Okay. And the way that makes sense from what I see as like, as someone who works in like the advertising industry, I feel like these stories generate a lot of revenue in terms of advertising for the publisher. Like the more stories like this, it's like the more people view this, the more ads you can run. I feel oh, like right. that's also like another publisher strategy that is, kind of determines their decision why they did these really short articles. Yeah. And another thing that I see is that I feel like the articles are are shorter so people would read it, you know? Because when you have, like, longer articles, people usually just read, like, the first few paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to um, come back to that point uh, later as well because I, yeah, I, I wanted to mention that too. But yeah. uh, let's just back up real quick a little bit. Uh, I just want to, uh, for people who might uh, not know what story we're actually talking about, this is about uh, a couple in St. Louis uh, that basically uh, stood in front of their home with guns and pointed guns at protesters who marched past their home. Uh uh, this is Black Lives Matter protesters who were on the way to the mayor of the city, I believe, B 
because mm-hmm. they were uh, they were going to confront the mayor about um, or they were going to protest pr- protest to the mayor about uh, her sort of doxing people who are at, who are for police reform. That's sort of the little tidbit that we got. Now we're not going to focus on the protest. We're just going to focus on this event, uh, this particular event with the couple. Now it's been reported in various different ways with uh, some articles leaving out particular details uh, and some mentioning more details. But since we are on this Breitbart um, one, actually, do you know what? We can come back to the Breitbart one because I think uh, it doesn't go over enough of the facts for us to introduce uh, the story well enough. So maybe let's start with the CNN one, actually, because uh, if we look at the ratings, if we look at the ratings on the on our little system here, uh, CNN seems to be scoring pretty well with all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It, I'm not sure if it's got the highest average, but I rated the CNN story an eight out of ten. Uh, Jay gave it a seven out of ten, and K gave it a nine out of ten. So maybe let's start with uh, with UK about. Um, what do you yeah. think? Why do you think CNN did a good job on this particular story? Do you want to? Should we maybe read out the headline? Let's read the headline of the because I think the headlines will be important in in the later discussion about how stuff is retweeted and reposted on Facebook. Uh, but the CNN headline basically goes: St. Louis couple pulls firearms on protesters cutting through their private street. So already you get a decent amount of information that seems to be accurate in the headline from what I gather. But yeah, why don't you take it away, Kay, and tell us why you thought it was a nine out of ten? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I I really like the the content or like of this article. It's I feel like it's more thorough than like the other articles. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, backed up by like specific like kind of references to like the, it has like specific times so, or like specific people of witnesses and like who said what. Like it seems like there's more evidence to back up what they're saying, like uh, either like report from the, I believe there's some reports from like witnesses and like um, specific videos or like who said what. So it's easier for you to fact check. And uh, yeah. And like, you can also see like the, the couple, like what they said with like specific news, like media outlets. I felt like reading through this, it's all, I think it paints like a pretty good story of what happened without being like kind of forcing the bias on it that's how i felt uh, at least when i read through this i felt yeah, like yeah i i agree i felt like it was like more a report that was pretty at least more accurate relatively to the other art- articles that i was reading um yeah i think i mean it's hard to say how much of this information like came with the article when it was first published i don't know if they edit the articles and amend them depending on new information but if they do that's a good thing obviously but yeah, I thought this article covers quite a lot of what happened. It goes over different uh, eyewitness uh, testing testimonies, some of which uh, are contradictory to the police report. And obviously, the couple called the police, and they reported, you know, that uh, they reported that uh, these protesters actually broke into their uh, into their private uh, street. So I think that's a. I think it's a interesting. Or it's a good thing that 
immediately in the headline, uh, CNN points to the fact that this is a private street that the protesters were on, which seemed to, from where I was sitting, from when I, where I was standing on social media and stuff, it seemed like that was something that wasn't actually uh, clear in the beginning, uh, in the coverage. Uh, it was kind of, I think in some of the other articles, which we can get to, it almost seems when you're reading it that they were just passing by some sort of house uh, on the street. But then when you look into it and the CNN article does this really well, you can find that there's uh, police reports and some eyewitness testimony of yet yeah, the gate being broken uh, and the and the property basically being broken into and then the owners being intimidated before they pulled those firearms. And you can find all of this in the CNN uh, article, which, uh, you know, a lot of people don't trust CNN nowadays. So when I was reading that, I was um, I was actually surprised at how much information they aggregate uh, in this article. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I also hated rated it highly for that reason. You know, it. Um, like I totally agree with you. Like I, I like the idea that they've kind of put everything in one article, even if like they update it later. Like, like when you look like the other example, for example, like Breitbart, like as the story develops, they uh, kept releasing like shorter articles. And I feel like when, uh, like when you're just a casual reader, like you would just look at like one of those articles, and then you only get like a piece of the puzzle. You don't yeah. get the whole entire pieces unless you go through like five, six articles that they publish. And that seems like it's uh, very easily misleading to like people who are like, you know, who are a little bit busy and they don't have time to actually kind of sit down and like read through all the articles. So that's why I also one of the reasons why I rated CNN like pretty high on my scale. I, well, I mean, it was it yeah. was almost the highest rating you could have given it. I, I think you might have <laughs> given you might have given the highest rating. I, I, uh, I, I felt maybe I went a little bit overboard. <laughs> no, I, to be fair, I mean, I would be curious to hear from Jay what because you, out of the three mm -hmm. of us, you gave it the lowest rating. You get you gave it a seven. So I just wonder what you thought was uh, missing or like misreported, if anything. I mean, for me, I, I guess my score is a bit influenced by not just this article alone. Because I, while I was reading this article, I mean, I saw this um, YouTube video of CNN um, anchor Chris Cuomo. Okay. who is like the primetime um, news anchor from CNN. And right. he was interviewing the the man, the Mark, um, who is the guy's name? Uh, Mark McCloskey. Who, who, oh, who one is of the, the husband from the Yeah, couple. the husband um, right. uh, holding the rifle and his um, uh, lawyer. And okay. after, I mean, the article itself, so I'm going to tell you why I like the article and I'm going to tell you one, one reason why I couldn't give it a higher score. So yeah. the, on the article, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, the word like the peaceful was used in a very careful way because yeah. um, in, in many, I wouldn't say many, but in some articles, right, other than CNN, I saw some parts where um, the, the protesters were described as just peaceful protesters, right? But yeah. on the CNN article, when you look the word peaceful, it was used three times, but whenever it was used, it was within like the quotation, right, from somebody else. So they, yeah, they put, yeah. you know, it's not there. Um, they are not describing, the CNN is not trying to describe the protesters as like just a peaceful protest. Because I think from the 
evidence and from what I have seen, you know, of course there were uh, peaceful protesters, but then, you know, there were some that, um, I mean, the gates were broken, right? By somebody, yeah. we don't know who, but it yeah, was no, broken. I mean, it seems that that's the case. At first, when I was reading the articles, it almost seemed like it was, you know, uh, something that was uh, only said by the couple and their lawyer. But then uh, I think later when you go in the CNN story, you can kind of uh, see that there were other witnesses who reported that, yeah, there was a there was a gate that was broken uh, on the ground when they when people entered. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like multiple sources corroborate that and yeah so i i would agree it doesn't seem i mean whether they were being violent and hostile to the people that that's just sort of like you know their words against somebody else's word but they we know that they forced their way onto the property yeah that they were trespassing um so that it seems uh and I, I would say that CNN does a pretty decent job at reporting that, uh, like you said, and they they don't seem to be pushing the they didn't seem to be pushing any sort of narrative that these were peaceful protesters uh, on a public yeah. street or anything yeah. like that, it, which it I also, think is the misconception that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like even the small words like, is it are they protesters or are they mobs, right? I mean, you can describe mm. them as mob, but instantly when you describe some group of people as mobs, you, you give them like a really negative connotation to them, right? Yeah. So, um, what well, I think to be fair, the couple does, they did try to distinguish from the protesters as a whole and the people who they said that were threatening them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the couple went on record to say that they are supportive of the Black Lives Matter yeah, movement yeah. overall. But that there were people amongst this group, amongst this, I guess, I mean, you could call it a mob. It's hard to say whether, like, the whole group was to blame for what was happening. But the whole group seems to have been trespassing. So at the very least, uh, they all seem to have been doing that wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're, like, uh, when you're being approached by a lot of passionate people that are shouting slogans um, and reportedly shouting at you, you're going to be a bit... um, scared i reckon um but now we're slipping into slightly more opinion territory i what i would what i would just say is that yeah i think cnn uh was pretty careful with clarifying that it's not them who are labeling these people peaceful whether they think they were or not but do you want to continue on the the interview in the video so the interview by chris cuomo um i think my personal opinion on the interview is that the 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 host Chris Cuomo he's his questions were very biased I would say um mm-hmm. y- you know he, he even went far to say like to ask the, the 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 guy who was holding the rifle like do you have any evidence that the protesters were trying to reach you like have they done anything bad to you like if they have not done anything bad to you why are you why were you holding the rifle mm-hmm. right but then the the person was defending that argument by saying, "It's because I was holding the rifle that the protesters didn't approach me, or the people weren't approaching me, right?" Right. So, but I think my personal um, opinion after listening to that is, I I think I'm more with the you know the the, the guy holding the rifle, right? It, it's because that the fact that he was holding the weapon and try to defend and try to show 
to the people that he has both the ability and the willingness to defend his family and home. And that is why um, the, the mob or the, the, the protesters um, didn't do anything much to him, right? Yeah. So, and, but the, 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 the CNN anchor was really trying to um, push uh, him to, to the saying that, like, you know, the, 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 yeah. they didn't do anything. And yeah. why are you, why, why are you like overreacting? Like, he described it as like overreaction, I, uh, which, right. which I think it's not. Yeah. So that's why I had to give it kind of a lower score. I mean, although the article and the interview is kind of a separate thing, but then, um, so this interview you saw, uh, what it wasn't connected to this article, was it? It's like a separate segment. It's a separate segment. So I think yeah. it came a little bit like a day after the article or a few days after the article. Yeah. Because I think uh, I think that's a really interesting point because I was actually thinking that earlier today when I was reading this article, I was thinking back to uh, different news stories that I felt were inaccurately portrayed on CNN uh, on their channel. Uh, on on the TV version of CNN, and then reading this article, I mean, obviously, my opinion might change with further reading of their articles in the future. But it seems that maybe their work online, in terms of like their their online journalism, maybe is a bit more holistic and accurate than what they're doing on their channel. And I guess because you know on their channel they're looking for for ratings and you've got these anchors who are you know specifically there to give their opinion and to push people in the interviews so um i think those are the parts of cnn that could uh potentially be seen as more opinion rather than honest reporting um so i get your point i mean i I rated it higher because just because i was rating it on the merit of uh this particular story but yeah, if we took into consideration that video, uh, perhaps uh, that would have bumped my rating down as well. I think it might be worth, uh, since we already got into uh, some of our opinions on this, and it actually might be a better way to do it. Uh, I would also say I am, uh, I believe that this couple was mostly uh, in the in the right with what they did, uh, and obviously we'll get uh, Kay to say. Uh, to state his opinion on this as well uh, before we go into any of the other articles, just because I think that'll help. Um, I think yeah. it's more worthwhile if we kind of present a case and then back mm-hmm. it up and then, you know, at, use that uh, to explain why we rated certain articles um, a particular way. Um, yeah, before that makes sense. Just, just, to, just to be clear, this is like the, the first episode. So we're just kind of like, trying things out uh yeah go go ahead okay yeah no i was just gonna say that like that sounds good to me like kind of presenting a hypothesis yeah. and then like backing up with like what we've seen and like research like yeah another thing i actually wanted to add to the cnn video i actually saw it as well on youtube like i felt like um i felt like it started off as pretty nicely but that it turned into very almost like kind of hostile kind of situation where yeah. i felt like the cnn anchor was also like he was like, already biased against him when he yeah, started and then like right. the questions he had he asked was not um i think first when he started he said like i'm not here like to kind of question your rights like i think you're in the right in terms of like like lawfully right but like he w- was asking more of like kind of kind of philosophical like through questions i guess because he was asking right. really weird questions where i don't really kind of agree with like he was he was asking like 
why do you think Donald, like President Donald Trump retweeted your video? <laughs> and I feel like that's not like how yeah, he's how is he like how is the guy with the rifle supposed to answer that? Like I don't know why yeah. other people retweeted. And then there was also like a section where he kind of defended. I felt like there was some sort of like kind of personal like kind of jabs at each other. Where yeah. like the council was like saying like something about CNN, and then the CNN anchor was like uh, defending CNN and like kind of like for the lack of better words, like kind of trash talking the other media right. outlet that the person was on, like because because uh, he went on like a bunch of like media outlets and like kind of wanted mm. to present his view, and uh, yeah. like CNN was like saying like, oh, actually I'm here, like I'm I think I'm being fair and like actually better than like the other media's outlet that you've been on and i felt like that kind of conversation is not kind of it doesn't lead to like a um it doesn't lead to a place it's not where, very productive yeah it does it seems yeah. like running circles are around you know so it's like I, yeah i mean that yeah i, yeah, uh, I mean that go ahead sorry. yeah go, go so, sorry finish your finish your point finish your <laughs> no point. i was just gonna say like i don't think that's an accurate way of like reporting the story maybe there are other purposes of that interview but yeah right like rather than just actually like kind of hearing that story yeah that makes sense i mean i definitely think it's an interesting thing to bring up um uh, the thing with um like the the the, the thing with donald trump retweeting the you know using the fact that donald trump retweeted the video as some sort of statement in itself like oh why do you like it seems like when he's saying why do you think donald trump retweeted your video he's trying to get the viewers to be like oh surely this can't be a reliable uh party if like donald trump is siding with them yeah it um, seems like most of these questions which is, are very, which is very unfair right it's it feels like very misleading right like i feel like yeah like I think when you're in court, like when you ask specific questions, the judge will like kind of say that some of these questions are misleading to like to yeah. allow that person to answer in a specific way. It's almost like a trap, right? Not like, but uh, yeah, um, maybe we should move on to other outlets and like see what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe just like I guess we could say that the consensus on CNN is that their uh, online article seems to be pretty robust and pretty accurate but they're reporting on the channel uh on this particular case or at least their handling of the interview uh, of, of this couple or this husband uh, has been uh a little bit uh, unprofessional or a little bit biased let's say one sided yeah, right. yeah a little bit one sided <laughs> and it's with with a sort of um potentially with an agenda um yeah i don't want to i don't want to you know put any heavy accusations on them without doing more research into it but it seems like there was a motivation on the cnn side to push the conversation into a particular direction based on what you guys are saying just for the record i haven't seen this particular video i've just read the article but from what you guys are saying it sounds like that and we'll include all the sources that we're uh citing in the in the description is that what you call it on the, yep. on the, yeah. on the, podcast, the podcast world <laughs> yeah, yeah i think that's but, what they call it yeah. yeah 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 um i guess one thing i would say but i haven't actually seen that mentioned 
in any of the articles that I read. But the one thing I would say where I was a bit, uh, where I could have been critical of the couple is, uh, I think they may they may have been excessively pointing the gun, and I feel like the uh, the wife had her finger on the trigger, which I don't know if that would be considered good gun safety. Um, I'm not that well versed on that, but uh, I think. I'm definitely siding with them. They have the right to defend their home uh, if somebody's breaking into their property and uh, and trying to incite, you know, an aggressive response. And uh, which it seems like uh, they might have been doing that. Um, the protesters, that is. I, and yeah, if I may jump in, I actually do yeah. agree with it. Like if you watch the video, it seems like the wife was uh, kind of approaching them like mm. into a, like a closer distance. Like, yeah, there's then, one video, there's one angle where she yeah. is moving in closer. She's yeah. moving in closer while pointing the gun at those people. So I feel yeah. like that's where maybe they could have like kind of maybe went a little bit too far. Yeah, I think that's worth criticizing. I mean, obviously in a heated situation like that, you know, yeah, uh, like people are going to act a bit... Uh, yeah, I mean... A bit, um, not as level-headed right? as they should, but like you know, but if you're holding a gun, you should try to keep your cool because you could kill somebody. Uh, Definitely. So I, I, I could criticize that, uh, but at the same time, I understand why they had the guns, and I think they were in the right to have the guns. Um, and I, I've also read—I don't know which article mentions this. Maybe we could uh, double-check that. But I heard mention of. Uh, according to the police report or that the call that um that was logged from this couple they reported some of the uh members of the mob or some of the protesters whatever you want to uh call them uh maybe let's go with protesters because that seems a bit more fair uh but some of them seem to have been armed as well based on um based on some of the evidence so in that case, I could understand why, you know, uh, the sort of apprehension would be high on their side. Yeah, like from, from what I've seen, I felt like I don't I don't think there's enough evidence that like clearly says they had like uh, they had weapons. like any weapons or anything. Right. I felt like from what I've seen, it's mainly like kind of statements from the couple and maybe mm. from like a few sources. It seems not hard enough as a, a evidence to kind of say uh, yeah I, I think they also mentioned like they had like kind of body armors and like some of them had guns um i cannot say with confidence that i know that it's true or anything but yeah. i wanted to kind of relate this to a point that i yeah. was thinking like throughout this entire process is that shouldn't there be like security cameras at this kind of level of like mention i mean like i i i don't think they they have to have it but i just assume that maybe there are yeah, something you, like that you would think that if the couple is willing to stand their ground and like defend uh their home with like you know automatic weapons or whatever or, yeah. or you know a rifle yeah uh, with with a rifle one of um, the i think one of the questions and you that, think they might have cameras as well yeah i think one Maybe of the questions don't. for from the CNN anchor that I thought was fair is like, 
do you have cameras on your premise? Like, uh, and then I think he did not answer. And I felt like if you were doing something right or you wait, want, he didn't answer. Yeah, I think he let his yeah. count, like lawyer kind of answer. You no, know, they basically said that that this is sort of kind of not of none of your business. Like this, okay. what I choose to do with my personal security is not of your concern or something. I'm just kind of okay. paraphrasing, but mm. you get the point. But I'm, I'm saying like if I were in that situation, and I want to kind of prove my innocence, and if I had those cameras, I would be happy to release those to the, at least the police for yeah, them to do the investigation. Point. Like yeah. I wouldn't necessarily be obliged to send this to like all the media outlets. But at least to the people who are investigating this story, like so mm. they can like have all the evidence they can see. Like I don't think any of these articles gonna mention like anything about their security. I don't know yeah. if uh, like especially like I feel like well I'm like a tech person, so I feel like those kind of evidence would really help clarify this story. But oh yeah, I mean if we could have security yeah. cameras. That would be amazing. I mean, it's hard to say if they have security cameras, where yeah. are they pointed at? But you would think that they have, if they have security cameras, right. chances are that they would be pointed at the gate, right? So at the very least, it would really help us to see uh, whether they broke in or whether the gate was open because th those seem to be the two um, clashing uh, testimonies, Points, right? right? Yeah. That like, that like uh, whether the gate has been broken into or whether it was open and they just marched in. I mean, they're still on private property, but you know, maybe they don't uh maybe they don't realize that because of because the gate is open or uh I heard uh, somebody suggested, I feel like that was in the CNN article as well. Somebody suggested that they were trying to uh go through the estate as a shortcut because of traffic like uh like um road blocking, like road blockage, something like that. Road closures would probably be the correct term, um, which um, I mean, yeah. I only saw that mentioned in one of the sources, and I think that was a CNN article, and it that seems to be just a testimony of one of the yeah, uh, like independent reporters or local reporters or something like that. So I don't know. Uh, Probably we can't if we can't really like cross reference it with the, the other other articles. I don't know if we can go by that. Um, but. Of, regarding the you know the weapons of the I mean re, uh, whether the protesters also had weapons, right? Um, I've, I found this article um, from KMOV for mm -hmm. um, and this is quoting uh, Mark Mikowski, which is the guy uh, who was holding That's the, the husband, rifle. Yeah, yeah, or the husband. He said, um, and I quote. Uh, one fellow standing right in front of me pulled out two pistol magazines, clicked them together, and said, you're next. Um, that was the first death threat we got that night. So it, it wasn't like a full weapon. I mean, at least according to him, it wasn't right. like a full weapon, but it was like a pistol magazine. It's basically like rounds, right? What's this, um, uh, what's this website that you got it from? Uh, KMOV4. Do we know anything about them? Um, um, I just looked it up. It's like a channel four for it's like a local news, like St. Louis news. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think they're more like underground compared to. Uh, right. Yeah. And he spoke to them, and he said that one of the protesters pulled out two pistol magazines. Yeah. Yeah. And I clicked them together, and basically, you know, gave death threat to him. And yeah. it's probably, well, I mean, I get, yeah. 
Yeah, it seems like that's what he said to the police when he called them initially, because the, the police did receive a call from them, um, you know, feeling threatened by these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to them, they only went out of the house with the guns after that, um, after they received those threats. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, if that is the case, then that's perfectly reasonable. Um but maybe let's move on uh, to a different. I think it might be fun to dig into the Reuter one, because uh, <laughs> so the, I mean the the Reuters or the Reuter article, uh, funnily enough, got a four out of ten from all of us. Um, so we are unified in this view. Uh, anybody care to start on the explanation as to why it's a four out of ten for them? Maybe maybe let's bring up the headline. Let me let me take a look uh, at the headline of the Reuter article. Um, yeah, so- a picture and its story: U.S. couple waves guns at anti-racism protesters. So that's already a slightly less um, holistic headline right or slightly less accurate headline you get you you the picture that's being portrayed in this headline is uh that this couple recklessly is pointing guns at people who are merely there to protest against racism it's it's like it's implying i mean i wouldn't go as far as to uh say that they are fully trying to portray them as villains but it like to some extent they are trying to imply that uh, they are in the wrong. Um, I feel like, Um, but so already with the headline, we can see it's not the best headline. Uh, It makes it sound like a bit like something a bit different than it actually is. Uh, But yeah, anybody care to go into more detail as to what is not so great about this article? I think, um, Jay, you, ha- you had a pretty good yeah, <laughs> had, so, had interesting I mean, opinion to, on this. Just to begin with, I mean, this article, at least from my opinion, it, it's like written through the eyes of a guy named Lawrence Bryant, right? I mean, Lawrence Bryant is a Photographer. Is he the photographer, right? Yeah, he's the photographer. Basically, he's an employee at the Reuters, right? Um, yeah. But then the article is written in such a way that it's like a memoir or like kind of a, <laughs> a recount of what he was thinking at the time right. when he was there, like trying to shoot photos, I guess. Yeah, but, they they get, they they mention like his emotional state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they don't go over. They they open the article not with facts and setting the scene. They open the article with the emotional state of their photographer. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. it, it it's. I mean, I guess it's interesting to kind of know how he was thinking at the time. But yeah, if you want, if 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 the, if the article tries to kind of convey the facts, right? What really happened and. Um, how you should be looking at this thing. I don't think it's a good idea to have like a one protagonist almost, right? Like this. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> and this guy, like what he felt, what what he saw. Yeah. Like, you, know, you could have written in, you know, in a different way. And I think for me, that kind of was the, like the killing main point of, you know, giving a lower score, I guess. No, I agree completely. Like to me, it read, yeah, it, it just read like some sort of emotional testimony. And it's like, you know, fair enough. There's like, 
there's a time and place for that. Like maybe you have it in your opinions column or something. Uh, I don't think this is classified as that. I think this is, uh, oh, this is classified as, um, I don't know if it has a classification, but it just seems to be a story. Yeah, it's a story. Uh, it's like a US just story. And I have this very um, funny like uh, line from the article. Like it's, it's, a, it's a quotation from the Bryant guy, Lawrence Bryant. The and photographer. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. he said, and I quote, um, he had her finger on the trigger and looked nervous. And I became a little bit more worried as there were kids out there. And she was sporadic, sporadically pointing the gun at random people. He recalled, like, <laughs> is it this seems, the way? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it's trying to, it, it seems a bit emotionally manipulative. It uh, is. It's almost like, I, uh, you know. Especially like if you, you, especially if you open the article with that, right? Like your, yeah. your first impression, the first impression you get of the situation is this um, sort of uh, recount of the situation. And then by the time you go through the article, it doesn't actually even go over that many of the facts. It mentions some, yeah, uh, but its um, main sort of focus is this uh, sort of testimony. Yeah, to to add on like uh, Jay's like kind of quote, there's like a quote right after that saying, "I just was trying to make frames, trying to stay safe, trying to dodge the barrel of the gun and stay out of sight and out of line. I'm a big black man, and I always have to pay attention to that anyway." So that seems like a personal kind of opinion. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like, you know, it's, it's more like a personal recount of the whole situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's trying to contextualize this situation from some sort of like personal experience perspective, which, yeah. you know, that's like a good thing to include um, in an article or in an opinion piece. Uh, yeah. as you know as like part of it but to like sort of build your case on that seems a bit irresponsible so and yeah a little bit um uh like like not rigorous enough like not journalistic enough yeah so like the one of the reasons why i scored this pretty low is like if i was just imagining if there's like a reuters like subscriber like someone who gets mainly mostly of their like kind of updates and news from Reuters and they read uh, about this particular topic and from this article it feels like they would kind of empathize with the person who wrote this article and it just seems like it's very misleading the reader like the readers who will only read this article if you know what I mean like it's mm. not giving enough enough evidence or like any facts and like very little facts yeah very i realized that the author of this article doesn't almost doesn't like of course like i think he just wants to like share his story but i don't think he realized the effects of his words on like particular group of audience and it, yeah. in this way it's like very misleading because you're working for one of like a very major media outlet so you should be very careful of like and consider how your words have impact on like other people yeah, I also think it's funny that because, um, you know, I personally consider myself uh, not necessarily as a centrist because I, you know, I lean in different directions on the political spectrum, depending on the case. You know, some policies in some cases, I'll take more of a center right perspective. Some cases I'll take more of a left wing perspective. Uh, you know, 
I, so I, I wouldn't say I'm a centrist that I'm like, I'm not neutral on any one issue, but I will like take every issue like on its own merits and decide, uh, you know, that'll kind of inform politically where I stand on that issue. But uh, that being said, I, you know, I would prefer if more journalism was done from like a sort of centrist perspective where they just give you the facts and then you make up your own mind. So uh, just based on the way we've classified these uh, media outlets, I would have expected Reuters to, you know, do the best because they are supposed to be in the center. You know, they're supposed to be uh, the centrist news source, at least like according to what we um, what we found. Uh, what was that? Uh, which chart did we use for this? Uh, it's called the me- the media bias chart, and at fonts uh, is that yeah by at fontes media. So at fontes media is basically like an organization that uh, studies the different medias and what kind of political bias each they have, and they have created and they they continuously try to up- update this graph where you have on the left kind of you know what are the medias that is more kind of left biased and on the right of course right you have like more right bias and i guess to visualize and kind of see that um you know like these medias have this kind of bias so like kind of yeah. be careful you know like keep in mind when you're reading these articles yeah that, and that's a really good you know uh, that's a really good thing to have at your disposal as a resource but uh reuters like even, reuters when i look at this chart at this graph um and even based on our uh, classification is supposed to be one of the most if not the most reliable source on there <laughs> exactly um yeah. so i was shocked at this article uh i don't know if there's like maybe they did more coverage of this story other than this article i don't know but this uh was not a good representation of what they are supposed to be uh, so I wonder if that chart, if whether this is just an anomaly or whether that chart is uh, a little bit inaccurate in this, uh, in this sense. I mean, oh, to, if, yeah, like one, one more thing about like the chart, like we also have another source that's called allsites.com. Um, it's essentially also like another news outlet that claims to be very unbiased. And they also have like, a, they categorize all these media outlets into five categories. And they actually have a voting system on their site to kind of see if the people actually agree. If like, for example, Reuters in the center, like just looking at it quickly, it looks like like 10,500 people voted that they agree with this categorization. Right. So, so I feel like it's not just like uh, only the research that Jay was quoting, but also like kind of crowdsource kind of opinion of the view. That's interesting. So like, it'll be interesting to see over the course of other podcast episodes whether uh whether this was an anomaly or whether it's going to become a recurring theme because that would be worrying if if everybody was saying that this is the best media outlet or the most reliable media outlet and they're and they give you this um you know it's a little bit concerning like whether you can trust anything at this point and and like you mentioned like you know like reuter could have covered like more stories right and this is just like a, a not like a fact kind of story but like more like a personal recount right but right. even then like assuming they have more stories if you have more stories then maybe you should have kind of put the links or like put it make it obvious right yeah. make it obvious that this is not 
like a this is like a personal recount instead of yeah. like a more fact, right? They should have made it more obvious for the readers. But just by looking at the article, like as a average Joe reader, I mean, I, I would believe this is like just an article, right? And I would read it. And if I were someone who just takes all the information, like from Reuters, like the case said, yeah, then I, I I might you know get the wrong idea of the situation. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, One thing I want to add on Reuters, I just did like a quick Google kind of kind of check on like just like searching up like St. Louis within like the Reuters kind of search uh, bar. And the only articles that I see are like these two fact checks, which seems to be like fact checking like a specific incidents of the story. Like it seems like it's quite difficult for me to get the main story and the gist of the situation from these um, guys from from Reuters and right. I'm not entirely sure if we're like maybe maybe there's a paywall like only like paid uh, uh, paid readers will have the main that story that might be that might be worth looking into but even uh, so surely you should make sure that the stories that aren't behind the paywall are the one that are most generally all encompassing yeah uh, if so like, you're supposed to, if you're supposed to, if you're trying to be a responsible journalist surely if you have a paywall behind the paywall you're just gonna have you know the extra bits and you make sure that that like what the public can see is the accurate picture or like that's what it should be like shouldn't it I, I, I yeah think. no definitely like i totally agree with you like what i'm seeing here is like two articles that are labeled as fact check and essentially yeah. there was a picture of like a person with a microphone uh just to give you an example like there is a news like I anchor with a microphone that looks like a gun from this angle and they fact check and saying that this is not a gun, this is a microphone. So it seems like they have all these extra stories that are missing the base story, but it's really hard yeah. for someone like a casual reader to kind of understand the entire entirety of the story. So in that sense, I if I were to look at these articles, I cannot say that I would trust this uh, this source to kind of report on it correctly, from what I'm seeing, at least. Yeah, it's kind of funny because yeah, we I think we all rated both the Huffington Post story and the Breitbart stories as higher than this one, um, the price. which should not which <laughs> should not happen with something that's considered the most reliable yeah. source, you know, or like one of the most reliable sources. But I mean, I guess that's, uh, we've kind of said everything we could say on Reuters. Like really the content is very limited in this article, to right. be honest. So, um, but I think, uh, well, should we look at, um, I feel like maybe the Fox News story could be interesting to move on to because I mean, that is an example of, um, Let's let's bring up the headline again. So we've got the headline uh, for Fox News is investigation into St. Louis couple who defended their home against protesters is, quote, abuse of power, abuse of power, says uh, Senator Hawley. Um, so this is clearly, you know, uh, this is taking a stance immediately from the headline. Um, now, I don't know if this is the story that initially reported, like, I don't know if this is the initial report of the, of the incident. I can actually, not. I can speak more to it uh, as I was yeah, looking. Yeah, go on. So as 
So I basically just did like a quick Google search, St. Louis couple of Fox News. And the investigation was the first article that popped up, uh, not the original okay. story that it was recorded, uh, reported on. Okay. So I guess Do you this have is the like original a, story on you. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Let me. I mean, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk mostly about this one because this is the one we all read. But let's just. I'm just curious what the headline of the initial report was. So the the headline of the initial report that I see, which is, I guess, it's the second article that we. Uh, that I'm seeing on Google. Mm -hmm. um, it's a seamless couple who brandished guns had rights to defend property, uh, colon, attorney. Okay, so basically Fox News immediately takes a stance in their headlines. Uh, yeah, they're saying that they have the right to kind of... Yeah, I mean, they do it in a kind of, uh, I wouldn't say sneaky, but they do it in an interesting way where they take somebody else's statement but you can, uh, but you can assume that that's their uh, perspective as well, just based on what we uh, what we know about you know Fox News politics, them being <laughs> right leaning. Uh, it makes sense that they would um, pick people who uh, play into this idea of you know second Second Amendment rights and like defending your private property, uh, which you know I think it's fair enough to have those uh, views. I mean. Or at least there's plenty of, um, as we have already, uh, there's plenty of arguments that we have already mentioned here that are perfectly legit for that sort of viewpoint. Uh, but what we can say is that Fox News has a clear bias to frame things that way. So they immediately expose you to this, uh, you know, these people were exercising their rights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that's, that, that is what they want you to take away immediately from the headline. Yeah, and then they're using the you know the words from the attorney. And interestingly, the both couples are also attorney themselves. Uh, for those of us, um, those of you who, who are not catching up to the story, right? So, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think, I think I think I it's think... interesting. Sorry, actually, Kay, you go on. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that maybe uh, picking before talking further about these like articles, I think. Jay brought a really good point. I think we should talk a little bit more about their background and like what they do and stuff, just to like give people who don't know about the story, like, like so they understand more, like give them more context. If that makes sense. Yeah, basically, I mean, uh, based on the information that we got from uh, these stories, uh, it, the the I, I'm not sure about the wife, but I know that the husband is an attorney. Are they both attorneys? Are they an, both, an attorney both couple? They're both they attorneys. Both attorneys yeah. Okay, so they're they're an attorney couple, and I think it has been specified by the the husband and his lawyer or their lawyer that he actually works on police brutality cases. Yep. Yep. Or like, ha or or is currently working on one at the very least. He's also uh, yeah. Right now, like I think he mentioned himself that he's working on like a police brutality case uh, for a young man that is actually wrongfully, this is what he said, I'm not, I didn't really check on this, but like one young man that is like currently in jail and now he's helping him to like kind of kind of fight on his behalf. Yeah, to appeal. Yeah, right. um, there, there is an AP a news article which was published on March 7th of 2020. And it's about um, the story of a gentleman called Foreman. So okay. Foreman is a guy um, who was uh, arrested. However, during the arrest, um, 
the police actually like punched him. Okay. And and he and he, he didn't resist arrest. However, the police was like punching him and trying to kicking him. And so the 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 Mark McClowski, the the man who was holding the rifle, he was actually um, the lawyer of this foreman guy. And, oh, okay. And, you Interesting. Know, he, yeah. So so I think the 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 you know, him saying that he's like a, he describing himself as like a civil rights lawyer and like a police brutality lawyer. I think that's you know reasonable to say that. We can, we can kind of say that, yeah, I think because yeah. we have the articles and I think we can probably search the the case numbers and yeah. so on. In their internet, I yeah. mean, you know, that is not to say that there's no possibility of this person, you know, uh, not like it's possible that he could also be, you know, a hypocrite and he's doing this case yeah. for money yeah. and yeah. Uh, but he doesn't actually care. And then when it comes down to his own house, he'll just like shoot any motherfucker <laughs> that like comes around. But yeah. it doesn't seem to be the case and i yeah. think it's an it's an it's an interesting fact to mention about um uh about the couple that would help humanize them a little bit because some of the articles kind of they don't really say anything about the couple other than that they were standing in front of their house with guns aiming them at protesters so to you yeah. they're just like this sort of abstract couple so it's easy for you to you know hate on them if you don't have yeah. any context I, I think that's such a vital piece of information that they left out because it yeah. automatically paints a bad picture of them and but, okay well, should we clarify which article leaves this out i i from what I've i seen, I, I, I think i've seen it mentioned in, i think the i don't know if it's the fox news one or the breitbart one that mentions it i feel like the breitbart one actually mentions this funnily enough uh, i think breitbart one does mention it i don't know about fox news I know. Yes, so Breitbart mentions it. I have it here. Uh, he yeah. says, I do civil rights cases. I right now, right now, I'm representing a young man who was assaulted by the police who is sitting in prison. Uh, so that's, this is the case he's talking about. So that's on Breitbart. Um, I, I guess they're reporting specifically on that part of the story. Uh, right. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't see it on Reuters. Um, no, I, Reuters definitely didn't mention it. Oh. Um, um, I think... I think I saw it on in the interview. I mean, I don't know whether there was like Fox interview or CNN interview or like a Good Morning Britain interview, but um, one of those interviews, um, they have him or like his lawyer um, saying that he's like a civil rights lawyer. You know, he spent his life trying to protect the minorities and, and so on. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so we'll, I, we'll leave we'll leave those yeah, in the I, in the description. Yeah I, yeah, I mean everything will be in the description. I guess uh, the point is that a lot of the publications leave out this fact to the point yeah. where we yeah. we are not sure which one mentioned. It. We know that like one or two mentioned it, but we don't know which, and that's because you know not all of them mentioned it. Even though it probably should be something that should be mentioned, and I think it's a funny. Um, I think it's funny that uh, nobody, you know, seen nobody from what we've seen in terms of the headlines, um, aside from, I guess, the Breitbart one. Uh, yeah, so the Breitbart one is the only headline that seems to say these are civil rights lawyers or, you know, uh, lawyers who uh, work on civil rights cases. Uh, Breitbart is the only media outlet that frames it that way in the head in the headline but it's funny that just to sort of uh take a 
quick little tangent to one of the sources that we don't have as our primary sources. But if you look at, for example, The Guardian, uh, the UK newspaper, uh, their framing of the headline is white couple points guns at protesters marching for police reform in Missouri. So isn't it interesting that they are more inclined to frame this as white couple is aiming guns at protesters rather than civil rights lawyers point guns at protesters. I mean, they're like that to me reads like, you know, trying to set some sort of narrative uh, as, you know, these, these are oppressive. This is like an oppressive white couple that like hates this mob because they're black. You know, that's, that's, I mean, obviously the guardian isn't part of our main sources, but Mm. their headline is framed like that. And I just think it's interesting that, uh, there's so much interest in painting this couple as negative, as like a villain. Uh, and only Breitbart is trying to frame them, frame them as like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, civil rights lawyers. Now, that's not to say uh, that anybody should be framing them as anything in particular. Uh yeah, why don't they just use their names, right? They got Yeah, names. right. I mean, like that would be that would probably be the best way to approach a story, right? Like try not to um you know turn them into characters because that's what essentially they're doing. Like they're creating these like villains and heroes or characters like they're like they're choosing very carefully what kind of um what they make you think of the couple before you even read the article and yeah. before you before we move on to uh either going deeper into fox news or uh, other articles i think that's a point that i wanted to bring up and i'm i think uh Kay, you might have suggested that you want to bring up something along the lines as well is that it's not just what you mention in your full article that matters nowadays because nowadays uh a lot of the people won't read the whole article and most of the people won't even open the article. They will look at the headline and they will look at your caption that you attach to the headline on Facebook or the tweet you attach to the article uh, on Twitter uh, or, you know, the caption to your Instagram photo. So I think it's really important what the headline says and what the caption says, because that's what's, creating the majority of public perception um yeah i mean no yeah anybody no, I, wants I, to no i wants totally to add to that or... i totally agree with you like especially we're like living in day and age where most young people don't read as much as i think they should because they most of people that i see they only look at the the, the title of the article and then they kind of judge the entire story based on that and you know i think there's the article yeah <laughs> and like i think there's studies that were you know there's studies uh, that show uh i don't know where i saw i think i saw this on twitter not too long ago it would be worth finding this study um i hope i'm not imagining this but i feel like there was a study that i read um that that like shows the numbers of how many people actually open the articles that they are sharing so this is not just people liking and looking at the headline there's people sharing these articles without even opening them. So, you know, it really matters what is on those, you know, what those few words that you choose are, if people are sharing them without, you know, reading them. Yeah, so actually there's a really good point that I think Twitter just recently made an update 
to their like I believe their algorithm before you share anything is you should read it first. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so what I think, um I think that's what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, I think Which that's fair a, enough on their part actually to ask yeah. people to do that. That like Except, that you know to give credit where credit is due. So I really like that move that they made. But yeah, I totally yeah. agree with your point, and that makes sense to me. One thing I'd be very careful though, like when you say Breitbart articles, uh, what Breitbart is doing is like they're publishing many articles on this. It's like covering all the bases. So and right. also like kind of taking other sources. So like, yeah, no, no. I mean, just to be clear, I wasn't yeah. trying to make any sort of statement on Breitbart being gotcha. more reliable than any of the articles. Yeah. I, I was simply pointing out that the only article that seems to be framing this couple in this particular way seemed to have been the Breitbart one. Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah. Just wanted to like that makes sense. And it's probably not a good idea to frame them like that in a headline uh, to begin with, but. I feel like the bright, like Breitbart is kind of a reactionary media outlet, right? I mean, they were made as a reaction to Huffington Post. And so it seems the way they're posting is like, you know, they see what's been posted about the story and then they're like, oh, but this side of the story hasn't been heard. So we're going to post it. So I feel like they were, they're trying to offset this negative perception of this couple by posting this headline. Yeah, And, you know, it's not good that that has to even happen. It's not good that one side uh, would start with misrep- misrepresenting these individuals and the other one has to then overcorrect. Like, need, like, it doesn't matter which side of the political spectrum this comes from because depending on the political issue or the story, this would switch around, you know. But, like, you should not be trying to... Uh, I think it's irresponsible the way uh, headlines try to immediately portray somebody... Uh, particular way especially in a story where some of the facts and some of the evidence is like a little bit muddy you know yeah, yeah. um about the the study you mentioned the um about yeah. like the twitter and headline so it's the yeah. i just found the paper it's a study done by the columbia university oh, okay. in 2016 and right it, it says like it's it found that almost 60 percent of people who shared the story in social media will do it without ever reading past the headline yeah right yeah so yeah that would be the one that i uh encountered yep. uh, it might be worth sharing that in the description oh, yeah. so there's we'll gonna put be a lot of resources yeah. in the description and i i hope you guys have a lot of free time on your hands <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> but yeah i guess this is for curious parties only um makes sense anyway uh did we want to say i don't know how how much we covered the Fox article, whether we want to go more in depth on it. I mean, it's definitely biased. I mean, I rated it. Um, I rated it a, let me see what my, I don't actually remember off the top of my head. I actually gave it a, I actually gave it a pretty decent rating. I get, I get it. I gave it a seven uh, because I think um, they actually go over quite a lot of, the facts of the case um but i took off those three points because uh there's a sort of there's an obvious framing to the story but i don't think the framing was done at the expense of leaving out important information at least from what i read i don't know if uh, anybody has a different opinion i don't know uh yeah i'm 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 actually article i think you might have liked it the least out of us yeah i'm just like looking did, through. oh no I, 
Yeah, you like you rated a, you get rated as six. I can see. So I I would be curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, like I'm just reading through like the kind of or, original article of the story. I felt like you, the original one or the one that we looked at. I actually look at both. Okay. Um, and uh, I I see the way. So I'll start with like the one that's like the base of the story. It feels like um, it's definitely there's a lot of content. So it feels like there's a lot of information to go through, yeah. but I see like, from what I am seeing, it seems like 80% of the article are just quotes from multiple sources. Right. And it seems I, like the collection of quotes that make them kind of reinforce their point. Right. That's where that's I, a good point. that's where I see like, it's a little bit, that's why I think I took off a couple of points there. Cause I don't think it paints like the, the holistic view of the story. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it only quotes like specific people that kind of supports kind of their like, kind of point, which yeah, I'm not entirely kind of comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. So that's why that's true. I that's mean, the reason behind my like pointing the points that I gave. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's why I took off points, but uh, Jay seemed to have liked the story. Oh, more yeah. so than either one of us. So oh, I just yeah. wonder what your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so just like I have read the article and the video for CNN, I have read the article and the video and saw the video for the Fox as well. And okay. for the CNN, the article was good, but then the video wasn't good. So then it, it was like a deduction there, right? Right. And for the Fox, the article was like, okay. But then the video... Uh, which was the interview by the Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, is, okay. Yeah, he's a kind of, uh, I, I don't know, like, should I say like controversial? I don't know. <laughs> he is the... I guess like he's a, a little bit controversial, but I feel like, yeah. uh, I mean, he's 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 a big presence on Fox News. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't I don't watch a lot of Fox News um, just because I don't usually lean that direction. But mm -hmm. um, but from what I've seen of Tucker Car Tucker Carlson, as much as he is obviously biased in, in his political views, he seems like the one who reaches out the most to people to sort of find out things about the story. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he pushes the interviewers in a way that he wants to push them. Uh, for, although, for this interview, he didn't push. That's why I was surprised, you know, because the previous image I had on Tucker Carlson is that he tried to kind of manipulate, you know, the guest he has you okay. know, and try, try to, like, to force the idea of Fox News to the guests and stuff. But yeah, I was quite surprised to see him just letting you know the man and his lawyer talk you know yeah. and, and and to me like i saw cnn interview and then fox interview like cnn interview chris cuomo he didn't let the man talk he he wanted to say what he was thinking right but chris tucker surprisingly he didn't say much and even the video is Tucker, quite short. Tucker, Tucker Carlson, right? Yeah, Tucker, Tucker Carlson, yeah. Chris Tucker. <laughs> isn't, isn't, that an, yeah. isn't that an actor? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So let's just, um, I think, of course, I, I, I mean, I personally, you know, of course, I, I don't watch or read much of Fox News as well, but yeah. 
a good interviewer should be um, somebody who lets the interviewee or the guest just talk, right? I mean, yeah. they're there to express their opinion. I think in this case, the the couple, is, you know, I think they are in a quite a desperate situation to really kind of let the world know what really happened, right? At least what they believe really happened. Because right. uh, as we have talked and seen so far, the a lot of the stories are kind of not representing what they have been. Like if you were actually there at the moment, like, you know, um, people could have think and, and acted in a different way. So, yeah, that, that's why I gave Fox News a quite a high score of eight out of ten. Yeah. Right. Well, I w- what I would say is um, obviously uh, in this case, Tucker Carlson wouldn't have been pushing back against them because yeah, what, 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 because <laughs> what happens to the what happened to them fits in with yeah the Fox News narrative yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, one thing I'd like to add to that Fox News video, I actually kind of watched it quickly as well. I, I, I do agree with your point. It seems more kind of kind of better platform for the, the couple to speak out than the, what CNN created. Um, another, just to kind of kind of introduce the other side, I felt like Fox News was one of the few media's outlets that kind of focuses on the prosecutor that kind of took action on the couple. Um, yeah, they, that, that I thought that was an interesting perspective as well. Yeah, because yeah. like when I look at the other articles, they're very, they're very, they're less mentions of that prosecutor. Yeah. Um, when especially for the ones that were more categorized on the left, center left, far left. I guess just for people who don't know the context, basically this couple is now being investigated uh, yeah. for for taking the actions that they did. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, the Fox News story kind of leans in the direction in saying that uh, there's nothing to investigate there. Um, um, and not only did they say that, they also published like specific article uh, that kind of, I'm quoting the title of the article is, Who is Kimberly Gardner, St. Louis prosecutor investigating gun-totting couple? And they actually linked it into their main article as well, which okay. uh, I just wanted to bring up this point because I didn't see that in other media's outlets. But yeah, it seems like Fox News kind of focuses on this view quite a lot, uh, both in the article, like online article form, and also in the video uh, that uh, from the Fox News anchor, like a, a significant portion of the video was mentioning about this uh, this investigation. So I thought that's yeah interesting i think i feel like fox news might be pushing that point of the prosecutor to you know i i feel like they might be trying to feed this sort of narrative of like um you know real crime is being ignored while something like this which is justified is being investigated as a crime um which obviously they don't take kindly to because these are people exercise like you know according from what they see uh just exercising their second amendment rights you know yeah and and, and like pr- protecting their home uh yeah no, for sure and uh, like, like th- th- there's there's a political reason to why they're saying it which is why i wouldn't have given them a higher score but i do think there is value to the point that they're bringing it up and the fact that no 
media outlets um, are you know, reporting spoke, as well. Spoke about you know they spoke about um, uh, briefly about investigating this couple, but nobody weighs in on how um, you know like what how important the investigation is. I mean, to be fair, I do think probably it's worth investigating uh, just because like, even as we're looking through all these sources, there's clearly, you know, some facts are a bit muddy about the case. So I think personally, this statement that, you know, the investigation is an abuse of power might be a bit uh, over the top. Yeah. and then at just, the same time, I could see that I could see the investigation just being something to appease uh, the angry online crowds. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see that point as well. Definitely, I mean, just to kind of like kind of follow up. Like initially, with the article that we found was uh, the one where the senator of state of Missouri kind of said that this is an abuse of power to investigate this couple. If I understood correctly. Yeah. So that's the Fox actually, News one, right? Yeah, that's yep. the Fox yeah, News yeah. one. That's yeah, like yeah. that we initially looked at. Yeah, which I yeah, think that's the it's, one I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting though to see that they also like quote the senator to kind of like the yeah like the the development of the story from their point of view or like the way they're reporting is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I'm seeing a lot. Of I mean, calls. it's definitely something yeah. that. It's definitely something that we didn't get from any of the stories and like clearly this person you know uh yeah is an important person so whether you agree or disagree with this perspective it would be worth mentioning even in you know like the cnn story or something um definitely i don't yeah. think they did i don't think they did i think the cnn aggregated the most information in their article um that's i'm not taking into consideration the video just the article uh, but this was still not in there as far as i can remember but um so yeah I agree. maybe that would have been something they could have mentioned uh but maybe it's uh it would be good to move on i, f- I feel like we covered all of them aside from the huffington post one uh, we, we looked briefly we looked briefly at the bright bar one but other uh, i think huffington post we said nothing about and that's i think that's partly because it's kind of a lukewarm article yeah surprisingly uh, lukewarm it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it doesn't really say too much you know it's it kind of gives you it gives you a rough overview of what happened uh the 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 headline is misery couple points guns at protesters marching past their home so it's not a completely inaccurate headline or anything like that although uh, cnn do include the fact that this was a private street and huffington post does not but they do go into that fact later on into the article um what i think they omit in this article if i remember correctly and i'm looking through it now uh i don't think they reported on people breaking in through the gate in this article I, I don't other than see they, it as well. yeah, they I do um so okay so there is uh they are using a quote so they're saying in remarks to local cbs station uh kmov The homeowner claimed that a mob of at least 100 smashed through the historic uh, route iron gates. So 
they are quoting the husband here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I do have to give them credit here that they at least quoted him, but they don't seem to then cross-reference that with any uh, eyewitness testimony. So it kind of makes it seem like this is just something that the husband said. Um, it, it, they, they could have edited like a photo of the gate film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Nobody took... It, it feels like nobody or actually if anybody wants to Google this and see if anybody took a picture of the damaged gate. Because um, I haven't uh, seen it in the video. And we, we only keep hearing about this. Uh, it seems like it happened uh, because multiple sources... Uh, corroborated, but it's kind of hard, you know, not having seen it. I mean, the fact that they're trespassing kind of seems to have been confirmed, but um, but whether they damaged the gate to get in is still a little bit muddy. Uh, but um, I do think I think, I think the reason uh, being is that I see a lot of photos and videos of the gate, but these photos were only taken by the couple themselves. I like feel after like, the incident, right? Yeah, after the incident. Oh, so. okay. So do, do you have? photos of the damaged oh. gate oh uh, yeah, yeah i think they also have uh, like a a, vi- a video or a photo from the fox news video as well so there is a video you, of the can you yeah. share that in the chat real quick oh uh, yeah for sure look at it um so if you just like look at it there is a photo of this but this was taken by the couple themselves and i feel like um i feel like there's one video that we saw like maybe the good morning uk I think they questioned the, like when this photo was taken, and it doesn't right. seem like there's like evidence of saying that this access was taken. Access denied, huh? My access was denied to this. Huh. Interesting. Website for, but let me let me check the other one. Um, if you look at are the, you say, are you saying you can see this in the video? Oh uh, yeah, if you just there's a Stan Louis. I believe so. Is this on the Tucker Tucker Carlson? Oh, uh, like yeah. 45 seconds. 45 seconds. Yeah. 45 seconds. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. Yeah. But this is, the couple took this picture. Yeah. It, it says uh, Al Watkins. Al Watkins is the lawyer of, of those two. So, it, okay. and, and I think it, on, in the interview, um, he mentions that he took the photo. Yeah. Okay. But so what, I think what is interesting about this gate because uh, when I was picturing a gate, you know, I was picturing a big gate, like something mm. that you can, like, I don't know, is I can't actually tell what the side, like, th- is this a gate that, like, you can drive through? It doesn't look like it. Uh, no, it's, it's for it's the made- footpath, I think. It's, like, just a footpath. Yeah, like a little footpath gate. It's also so- made out of iron, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how do you break an iron gate in half. So there's like another thing that's like kind of controversial, like because some people were saying that the gate was open, like it was unlocked, and then, and then but there's no real evidence of it was locked or unlocked. So that's also another interesting. I mean, it, it's clearly well. damaged. Um, yeah, and also like I think the the UK show, like Good Morning UK, also questioned like if this was taken after the event, or if this was like taken like so, at some other point in at time you know so right so that's why i think a lot of well, I mean, couldn't confirm that thing, this was one, yeah i guess you can't confirm it 100 percent. but the fact of the matter is that the police report states that when they called or at least correct me if i'm wrong i think they called the police and they specifically mentioned that they smashed the gate 
I don't know for sure. I think that that was the case. Um, if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry. But I feel, I feel like uh, in the, I feel like in the, uh, it would have been the CNN article. Uh, there was a quote from the police that said that in the call they mentioned the gate. Uh, um, yeah. You know, um, so so it's something that was mentioned in the very beginning. Now, yeah. whether they made it up on the spot and then decided, oh, we have to create this evidence now because we said this, you know, that's possible. Uh, seems a little bit conspiratory. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in, in the CNN article, it says the police report said the couple, and I quote, observed a large group of subjects forcefully break on an iron gate marked with no trespassing and private street sign, end quote. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, the police said that the couple said um, that the, the, the large group of people are breaking in. Um, yeah. It, yeah. And also, I what I wanted to mention is that, like, because I initially thought that this was, you know, like maybe a big gate into like a driveway. So if it's open, it could easily <laughs> seem like, oh, like this is just a street, you know. Yeah. But like, if you've got a tiny little gate like this, yeah, it's with kind of no obvious. Sign. Yeah, with no trespassing <laughs> sign, it's kind of obvious that yeah. you are not supposed to be entering this place. Yeah. One thing to add is like from that CNN article, um, the local reporter that goes by Schuler and Rish, they mentioned that they did not witness a gate being broken. And they said that it looked like the gate was unlocked and I didn't see anyone try to break it. So like we're having, so there's an the argument. CNN, is that the CNN it's article the same, in Huffington Post? It's the same article that uh, Jay just quoted the yeah. police report. So like what we're hearing but in I the think, police report is different but than I what think, local I mean, reporters, I think yeah. later in the, yeah, so the local report, um, the local report, uh, re reporters yeah. say that the gate seemed to have been open. But I think later in the, um, in the CNN, I mean, we'll have to go back to the Huffington Post one in right. a sec. But, uh, but while we're at this, um, I think later it mentions another source talking about seeing the gate broken later however yeah so they did not witness the gate uh, broken but then um so this is where it kind of gets tricky right because each person it's kind of yeah out. whose words do you take yeah yeah and like maybe they were at like a different point of the protest you know like maybe they came later or like they were earlier you know what I mean? So there's a there's a little quote a bit further down from what you read, which goes, however, a second Facebook live video taken later shows that the right gate door bent and broken on the ground. Sh yeah. Shows the right gate door bent and broken on the ground. Yeah. Um, so then we do have evidence of it being broken down at some point. That it would be good to, it would be interesting this. to find this Facebook live video. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because this this seems to be a Facebook Live video that was taken by someone else, not the couple. So it seems that we have a picture from the couple, a Facebook Live video taken by someone else, and the initial police report that are all saying that this gate got damaged uh, and the people entering forcefully. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good which, point. Yeah, it seems like uh, 
the evidence is kind of piling up a little bit. It would be worth find, trying to find the Facebook Live video. I don't know if we'll be able to, but that's what uh, CNN, CNN claims that there is a Facebook Live video that shows this. Um, but Huffington Post, I guess the point was that Huffington Post does not uh, provide this detail. Huffington Post only says, uh, only quotes uh, the husband yeah. on the gate. Yeah, and was. other than that, there's no there's no mention of any other reporters or any other videos or photos. Nothing. Yeah, it's which is why I didn't give it a higher score. Same I gave here. It, um, I gave it, I gave it a seven. Actually, I was fairly generous with it um, because I felt like it wasn't. I, I don't think it was like hostile or anything. I just think it like left out information. So I thought it was decent but incomplete, basically. Yeah, now that I think about it, I gave it too high of a score. I don't think that it gives enough information after like mm. we talk more about the other articles. Essentially, right. this article. Only so are you are you downgrading your score? I'm I'm okay. I'm uh, downgrading my score from eight to probably six seven because okay. of the lack of facts and kind of holistic view of the entire story. I mean, the videos are very right. useful, but it's essentially. Yeah lacking the meat <laughs> or like the main substance of the yeah. story so yeah i'd like to change that yeah i mean funnily enough i found the huffington post uh article to be the one that is the least interesting to talk about yeah because definitely it's, because it it shares you know a decent amount of the information but not enough and it's not like controversial enough to like for us to kind of uh it, trash it, it either yeah, it it's feels almost bit... like a rushed article that needs to yeah, a little meet bit, a yeah, deadline. A yeah, bit, a little bit, a little but, bit. Um, I actually have another point that I want to kind of discuss and then see your thoughts on this. Is yeah. that in in the two videos that I saw that the husband was talking about, he actually brought up this point where that um, it's kind of contradicting most of the articles that we've read. Uh, a lot of articles, when they provide the context, they said that they were on the way to the mayor's house. Yeah. Uh, but the husband actually, on almost every video or like interview that he was on, he mentioned that passing his house is actually not the way to the mayor. So they, oh. he doesn't know why they were crossing the street. I think that he also quotes the leader of, uh, I believe the leader of the organization called Expect Us. Who, uh, who was allegedly the organization that organized this whole event, uh, or the okay. protest. So he mentioned that uh, Expect Us actually said that they want to go to the private neighborhood. And, it, and they also mentioned that that uh, leader was aware that some of the couple are armed and that this could potentially be dangerous. So two things to call out here. One thing is that they were... A lot of news articles said that they were on the way to the mayor's house to protest, but he said that this is not the way to go to the mayor's house. Right. So what 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 they're claiming, what the CNN article mentions, is that apparently they were cutting through this place, uh, according to somebody named uh, Daniel Shular uh, or Shuller Shular. I, I hope. I'm pronouncing that correctly, Daniel Shular. That's how I would pronounce it. Um, but 
he's claiming, uh, and this is on the CNN article, that they were trying to bypass road closures, which is what I mentioned earlier. Uh, like the that is- blocked access to the mayor's house. So, so I think the po- they're making a point that the mayor's house was, uh, the access to it was blocked, probably, you know, uh, for reasons, you know, like yeah. to, to, to keep the protesters from coming there. And th- they were trying to find a different way. So I could, you know, I could see that as a legitimate point. Like, I don't, I, I don't see it as a legitimate point is like, okay, that makes it okay that they were, that they broke uh, down the gate and whatever. Uh, yeah, but, like it doesn't, one... it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, oh, there's road closures. Let's try it this way. You know, like that wouldn't yeah. surprise me. No, if that I... was their logic, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I understand that part. The one thing that I'm kind of, I want to bring up is that isn't it really easy to fact check if that was on the way to the mayor's house and like to see like who's right and who's wrong? I felt like maybe... Uh, so I, I, yeah. I, I try to do that using a Google map because we, ah. we, we know that exactly where the couple lived, right? Yeah. So I think um, it's... I think you uh, I can send you That's guys... interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm very curious to see what you found. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's unclear for me because we... I don't exactly know where the mayor lives. I just know the name of the street. Um, right. But the street actually goes through. It's like a cross, you know. Um, so I don't know if, if I can kind of share this um, together. I'm trying to look at the link that you just sent. Oh, yeah. The, that addresses whose house? Sorry. So uh, not that building, but the building below, right? That the mansion below that you see, yeah, that, that is the yeah, and yeah, in the with the white circle at the lawn, yeah. that is the couple's house, and the the street at the private um, street that the protesters um, were walking is called Portland Place. That is the name of the private um, street, yeah. and you can actually see the small entrance right from yeah um, King. What is it called? Like Kings Highway Boulevard to uh, leading up to their Portland place. Yeah, but if you look at the, if you zoom out a bit, the I mean, for for those of us listening, we're we're, we're gonna put this in the description. Yeah, as well. we'll, we'll put it in the okay. description. Yeah, right. cool. And the Portland place goes quite far to the west, right? And it it meets with a, a road called the Union Boulevard, um, but in the middle there is a small street called the Lake Avenue. And from what I found um, on the, on the, on the YouTube and then on the articles, because um, protesters were going to the, um, the, the mayor's house, not just this time, but they were going to the protest house like every day, right. To, to, to make that noise. And I found a YouTube video on, uh, on YouTube that there are protesters in front of the, mayor's house on Lake Avenue, um, like making noises and, and, and stuff. And so it's, it's kind of unclear for me. Like, I guess. Wait, so they, have they been coming, uh, repeatedly the previous days where the road closures already in place or did they? Put I'm the not road- sure, not sure, but I just saw okay. a, a video of, um, it's like a small group of protesters in front of the, supposedly the mayor's house and my assumption is that they are 
actually at the mayor's house and the, the mayor lives in the lake avenue that's the assumption i made from the video right but since the lake avenue is quite large and it cuts through the portland place and and you see at the bottom at the south southern uh, way there's a there's a road called the linder boulevard which is like a really big road right this is like a legit road where cars can pass and if this is the road that was closed not sure mm -hmm. then the protesters claim of they need to go through the portland place to get to the lake avenue maybe that's true but right if the if, if the lindell boulevard wasn't closed like i mean it i don't think it's that far to yeah. go around <laughs> i mean look uh it's again it's quite possible that uh that they were trying to find an alternative route to the mayor's house uh that could be an explanation for why they decided to you know go through this private street that still doesn't change the fact that this is a private street um and if they did actually break the gate down um which it seems like there's multiple sources now confirming that they did um then that is you know there's a forceful entry and trespassing they are still in the wrong for being there um yeah i mean it's against the law right so um, well i mean you know like like one one thing i kind of look you, you also got to remember right i mean uh it's quite possible that this couple, I mean, if they are alive and they have eyes and they have looked at any news outlets in the sort of <laughs> recent weeks and months, then they will have seen that some people, and now that's not the majority of people who are out in the streets, and it's not, you know, something that seems to be endorsed by the movement. Uh, but there has been, you know, some level of looting and rioting and destruction of private property, burning businesses down and cars down. Like that's undeniable. You can argue about the extent to which that happened, but it happened and it's been reported to some extent. So if the couple sees that and then they get a mob breaking down their gate, coming into their neighborhood, uh, then there's reason for alarm, right? Because you've seen, uh other people's property get damaged before yeah that's what he, there's that's... also there's also two of them and this mob is big now it's hard to say how angry and uh, confrontational and uh, you know sort of uh intense the mob was towards them but it seems that there you know there were threats it, uh, sort of... yeah i think I think there are Level enough them. that kind of shows the anger of the crowd that was entering the lawn. Like you can yeah. feel the energy from the videos, definitely. Um, yeah. Again, it's like a speculation. If like if they did not bring the guns, will they actually go to the house and like damage the house or whatnot? Uh, that's all like is speculation and like there's no way for us to confirm. But I I don't know if it's good for me to kind of check my opinion but i feel like they were within their rights since it's like a private property 
Yeah. Um, so I do agree on that point. It's uh, also very scary for a group of people to enter your house, especially during this time when, like, when the well, night enter, before, enter your, enter the road by your house. Just to right. be clear that yeah, they, like didn't, the, they didn't actually go inside the house, or you know, even yeah, enter the lawn that was yeah, like kind of leading they, up to the the stairs to your house. Yeah. So they were yeah. in within. They, they were on private property. Right. Yeah. The. Yeah, go ahead. You, dude, I, I just found, you know, like, cause we, since we were talking about, like, you know, did, did, did the protesters really needed to go through the road, right? Yeah, I mean, right. That's, the, that's like the in question. I think I, I just found it funny to be, you know, what if I just put myself, I open, I open up a Google Maps and I start the, at the Kingsway, Kings Highway. Or you're going to check the recommended route. Yeah, I try to go <laughs> to the Lake Avenue and see what kind of... Uh, uh, road that the Google Maps recommend me, it actually tells me to go through the Portland Palace. However, there is a little yellow, like a exclamation mark, saying that um, these uh, road route can have a private or prohibited road. Okay. So right. I mean, and also like it's a it's a private private um road so you're not supposed to i think enter in the first place but i'm just curious like yeah i mean it seems i mean <laughs> uh it seems that they have signs that literally say no trespassing yeah you know? yeah um so yeah i mean look i think it's probably i don't know if we said enough about the breitbart article but i feel like we probably said a decent amount so i think we should probably wrap it up uh we've kind of gone through all of them um yeah. Maybe we could go through our final thoughts on this uh, on this incident and how uh, you know just kind of a, a summary of our opinion on the incident and our opinion how it was reported. So I think uh, from what I've read, it seems that the couple was within their right to do what they did. Um, I it doesn't seem to me like they tampered with evidence to make it seem like worse than it was. Um, what I would say is that um, they could have made it easier for them to be, they would be e easily, more easily <laughs> defensible if um, if the wife didn't go around directly pointing the gun with her uh, finger on the trigger. I feel like, you know, that's probably something that could have been avoided. Uh, as far as I could see, the husband was just holding his rifle to sort of, you know, uh, pr uh, to sort of show that he is armed, but he wasn't pointing it at anyone. anyone. The woman seemed to have been more distressed uh, and pointed the gun at people. Uh, you know, hard to say how long they were refusing to leave. Uh, some of the sources said that... Um, they, that the, the organizers were pushing, were moving people along. That's possible. But if there were individuals uh, that weren't listening, then perhaps it was reasonable to try to, you know, get them off the property with a more, uh, I don't know, in a more assertive way. But yeah, what I would say is I think they were within their right. Um, I do think they could have gone without pointing the gun in such a way. Uh, but in terms of the media reporting, I feel like um, 
I feel like from what we read, it has been fairer than what I expected to find um, from these particular sources. Uh, but I do think more could have been done uh, in some of the cases of the in some of the articles, especially the Reuters one, to tell the whole story. And I feel like especially if you're just going off of headlines and the captions you have on Facebook and Twitter, uh, then you have to pick your words very wisely uh, because I feel like the public perception of this couple is hugely negative right now. Um, and I think probably unfairly so. Uh, anyone? Anyway, okay. You got any closing statements uh, for yourself? I actually, I, I uh, agree with what you said. Um, definitely agree that it's not right for them to enter a private property. And I do understand one thing I like kind of want to share my own kind of personal kind of experience with this is that I do live in the US and I also witnessed the looting and like all the kind of uh, events that happen around the BLM. So there, there was looting directly in front of your house, right? Yeah, if so you saw I, it directly in front of Yeah, so I right. actually went to the balcony and saw people looting all the small businesses downstairs. Um, right. I saw it was really like, like I've never seen anything like that in my life in terms of like how kind of uncontrolled it was. There were a right. lot of people going through the streets. There were also a lot of like kind of uh, police trying to kind of kind of contain this chaos. Um, so like from my personal experience, um, like just been witnessing and not seeing this happening in my own private property, it was also a big shock for me. Like I honestly was some, at some point I was stunned and I didn't know what to do, um, even though it's not like my property and my business or anything. So I can only imagine what was going through the, the minds of these people that have like kind of worked hard for to own this, this house or mansion and then seeing a lot of people going, entering their private uh, property without knowing what's their end goal and like what they want to do. Either they wanted to just pass or they were actually trying to approach the, the, the entrance of the house. Like, I don't know for sure what they were trying to do, but I definitely do understand the sentiment of them trying to protect their property. Um, like the example where you mentioned where the, uh, the wife was um kind of holding the gun and pointing at other people it seems quite kind of irrational and like maybe a little extreme from what i've seen like on like people saying online but then again i kind of want to say that when you're in that state of mind it's really kind of it's almost like kind of fight or flight and you really want to just protect your like in this case it's your mansion but like they just wanted to protect themselves and yeah and I feel you're, like you're going to be a little bit, you know, adrenaline levels are going to be high. And I know. If, if, if the thing with the pistol magazine, the pistol magazine is true, then, yeah. you know, I could understand the anxiety like, and the fear. Yeah. And the thing is, like, when you see a group of people like, kind of walking towards you and you don't know what their intent is, and yeah. it's very scary. Like, as a, like yeah. I'm just connecting with this couple as like a human being. I don't know their background. Like I like before I knew their background and everything, I just thought like if I had a house and some a group of people were kind of approaching me, I would definitely do everything I can to kind of protect and kind of make it aware 
like please stop like you're entering like private property and everything so i just wanted kind of before we kind of judge all these articles and everything people's point of view we should also like see how they react as a human being to these things right and um that's where i think that's why i kind of like discussing this topic because a lot of media outlets um as you mentioned now that we go over it it seems like they are reporting it better than we expected but initially yeah. the day or within one or two days of this happening or i i from what i've seen all the outlets that i've read and saw they were quite biased in a way that they did not do the whole story so yeah they might have jumped to conclusions initially and then were forced to amend the articles yeah i think that's what happened so yeah. i so yeah so, so which is which is a terrible thing because once you create the initial impression right like people won't go back and reread the article that you've amended like yeah. they're going to they're going to read the initial thing and then that's that's their opinion there solid no exactly um, especially that, like you have to be very careful with what you let out as the first bits of information if and if you don't have enough information then maybe you shouldn't be making an opinion on it no i totally agree with that like uh that sentiment yeah and anyway uh, um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no i just want to say like jay do you have me anything to yeah. add there um yeah, yeah i mean the, you know when i when i when i read the article and the story you know, and it really reminded me of the story of Koreans during the 1992 like LA riots so right. like the, so the 1992 LA riot is probably like one of the worst riot that has happened in US but what happened to Korean communities were um, like um, so there was like the road that connects the the rich white neighborhood like Beverly Hills and and there's like a poor Korean neighborhood, but because while the, all the riots were going, the police had you know, limited people, limited equipment, and they had to decide like which district to protect, and they decided to protect the rich white neighborhood, right? So this Korean neighborhood was left with no police, and I think during the interview, one of the interviews, um, the 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 man who was holding the rifle, he said. Um, he one of the reasons why he acted in that way is because he saw on june 2nd what happened to his city of st louis right there was a huge riot in st louis and he saw in the live news of buildings burning for 40 minutes and no police or no firemen coming to save that that business to save that building so through the context and if and and, and you know, and also like uh, in the 1992 Korean riot, no police came to save the Korean people. So what they had to do is they had to arm themselves. They had to like form like a militia, basically, yeah, protect their local businesses from rioters. And which is me, part of the whole American deal, right? Yeah, it's supposed a, to be. <laughs> it's what you're supposed to do, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's not just the property; it's the lives of your family, basically. Yeah, and you're trying to save. And I really um personally empathize with this person, you know, the couple, because I think I would have done the same. I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but I think if I were his position and had given going and gone through that kind of experience of your city burning down and realizing that it is really up to you to protect the family, protect the building, um, protect your pet or whatever. Right. Um, and, 
it's it's just sad what happens in U.S. right now. I think. I mean, although I've never been to the U.S., but it's really sad what's going on. And I hope, I really hope, you know, nothing goes violent. And I hope the couple can kind of redeem their, you know, basic rights. Rep- you know, basic, yeah, their reputation. I guess their reputation, um, their dignity. Yeah, yeah. They they basically lost all through this events. I think. So yeah. 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 Uh, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I would say one, uh, I don't know if this is a good closing statement because it might make me seem a lot more right wing than I actually am. <laughs> but uh, when I, you know, I was always pretty anti-gun and pretty pro-gun regulation when just looking at the sort of politics in the US, I was always like, well, there's too many guns, there's too many guns. And they're probably still, I would still believe that there's too many guns. Um, but I just thought like I would share a personal feeling that some of these uh, cases that have been happening um, during some of the more, more violent episodes of these protests, the riot side of things, um, some of the videos I've seen of people's businesses being attacked and them defending it by, you know, arming themselves. This is the first time in my life that I was like, yeah, it's probably a good thing that these people are armed. It's like a good thing that the second amendment exists. Um, because, you know, all my life, I've always been uh, a pretty left-leaning person. Um, and I would still consider myself being, you know, center left uh, for the most part. Uh, I can definitely agree with that. Like, but with that it's, you know, I just thought it's like, it's a feeling that I wanted to share that like, it's an interesting thing that uh, a change of perspective on my part that I never thought I would get to. Yeah. Uh, I, I still think, really... you know, still think there's like room for healthy debate about how much guns should be around. Yeah. But uh, am I glad that these, that people can protect themselves when the police fails to? Uh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I totally agree with you right there. Felt like in this situation, guns were vital because like, I just imagined the scenario if those that couple was not armed, like what would have happened? You know what I mean? Like yeah. pretty much anything. Like especially during that event. So totally yeah. agree. And I mean I, I I would also like to add that this I don't think this is like specific to any uh race or anything, any one particular group. I mean, we've seen people we've seen, you know, uh We've seen minority-owned businesses uh, or, like, owners of businesses, black-owned businesses. We've seen the owners protect those businesses with weapons as well. We've seen them arm themselves um, and speak out against the looting. So this is not something that it's just, like, you know, uh, like, I don't think framing this couple as some sort of white supremacist couple that's, like, uh, illegitimately afraid for their lives, I think that would be inaccurate because we've seen people... Uh, that are not white also arm themselves uh, in the wake of these riots. Yeah, it's funny that you brought it up. When I was actually observing uh, the looting, the, there was a black-owned restaurant where the owner was just standing there the entire night just to protect the business. And yeah. I thought that was like very brave of that person like to kind of stand there and protect. And yeah, like you said, it these statements doesn't really have a relation to race. It's just, I think the whole, I think this whole case, I think this whole uh, incident, I don't think there was anything 
I, I don't think it would have made sense to frame it racially at all. It didn't, it didn't strike me as a racial issue in any way, this particular incident, just like as, as a little cherry on top of our discussion, and which is why we didn't discuss it in those terms. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we've kind of covered all of it. So uh, whoever is listening, thank you for listening. Uh, whoever wants to give feedback, please do give feedback. Uh, we will put all our um, resources, all the articles and stats and whatnot in the description so that you can check out things for yourself or follow along if you want. Um, but yeah, this has been the Clarity Show with uh, D, J, and K. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>